Yeah. The Daily Heat Check Smoke Cash, y'all. Welcome to the episode rebrand. Start the host of Fifth Beat. And, um, the music, going to take you on this um this journey as might, might i say but dang i gotta go get something real quick before i even get started oh no i don't because everything i need is right here so um first things first man daily heat check smoke cast um lakers they win a championship man shout outs to bron bron and them boys um coming through doing what they're supposed to do um bringing that chip home back to la you know, um, always shout out to champions. Personally, I'm not a Laker fan, but this all comes together perfectly on a year where they lost Kobe Bryant. So, you know, this definitely, you know, has that element of a, a meaningful season and meaningful things attached to it. But overall, this bubble chip, I'm going to be honest with you. I know everyone's saying, because I, I know you've been seeing the interviews out there. Are they going to respect the bubble chip? What they going to do? Like, yo, is the bubble... Uh, yeah, Cats is going to respect the bubble chip. I, I think they're going to respect the chip as a chip, but it's going to have that asterisk next to it because I'm going to be honest, some of this bubble basketball was probably it was probably some of the most unentertaining basketball I've ever seen. Unentertaining. Um, I mean, from top down, I mean, I'm watching it. It, it. It's like, you know, the fake crowd noise. We're not getting really all the trash talk on the court that I personally would like to hear. Um, you know, there's a few elements to it. And then it's like, then they just went so hard with the social justice. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You got a platform, use it. I'm you know, I, I'm strongly for that. You got a platform, use it, especially when it's something that affects you, your people, your family. And I think they, they did it, but I think they kind of overdid it. You feel me? Because I think what, it was like for five, six months like that. And it was, Grant, I don't care. I personally don't care to the point that it's something that bothers me. Like, oh my gosh, no. But I did notice that I'm like, yeah, it was it, it was a bit much. But need I digress? But shout outs to LA. Shout outs to LeBron. Um, I'm gonna say this though. I think um LeBron. I think honestly, this is the, like wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Conspiracy theory time. Conspiracy theory time. Because like I say, in this bubble ball, this bubble chip, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, real talk. I think the NBA, um, the league, made the um, the Heat win two games. Because if you was watching this from, like, the beginning, even the first two, even the third game for, you know, little spurts of it, this felt like it was a straight-up sweep. I just don't know where, somewhere along the lines, this kind of turned into what it did. But this felt like a sweep from the beginning. Somehow they pulled out these two magical games but then shit the bed, everything. That last game was a joke. Like this is, and this is the reason why I'm even saying that. So just, just imagine they have these games. The Lakers are winning. AD is getting these putbacks, killing them, crushing them on offense and defense. Then out of nowhere, you know, Butler and the guys, they just start cooking for two games. Granted, 
two games, LeBron, he's, you know, he's lax, whatever the case is. They, they're still cooking, but not at the high throttle that they normally cooking. Then that last game, to close it out, they beat him. Bro, they had him by, like, 30 or 40 by the half. I was like, oh, no. it was. Like, I kid you not, I think I tuned into the game in the second quarter. It was, like, damn near 63 to 74 to, like, 26 to 30-something. I'm like, bro, get this BS out of here. I'm like, niggas ain't watching this. Like, this ain't even entertaining at this point. It's not. But I'm like, I saw that, and I was like, yeah, this this was some BS. That's why one reason, because I'm like, I feel like this joint was fixed. The NBA made the Lakers um, let them win, because in all honesty, the Lakers, like, if you saw that last game, they blew them out by, like, 30, 40-something points. They could have did this the whole They was damn near doing it the whole se- the series. So to just to see them let up two games that was, like, a fluke and then come back and just, just pure domination... Yeah, that's a problem. But need I digress? Um, Dak Prescott, let's talk about him, man. Some football, you know. Um, dislocated ankle. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the video, but just hearing it is just one of those injuries that's just so gruesome that it's like, bro, I'm. It's like the Paul George injury. I'm good. The Gordon Haywood injury. I'm good. You know. Granted, they came back and whatnot, but seeing stuff like that, bro, it make a nigga like me scared to jump. I'm scared to reach for fucking shit on top of the fridge seeing shit like that. I ain't gonna hold you. So, I look at that as, you know, just what it is. But Dak Prescott, hopefully, you know, he makes it out of it. Cowboys damn sure wasn't looking like they was winning the chip this year. I don't know what's up with that NFC East. That, that shit... That conference is just a pure joke. I think the Eagles is winning with a fucking 2-1-1. One, and one. Or whatever the, whatever the shit. The last time I checked, they had they, they were... Last time I checked, the Eagles was 2-1-1, one, and one, and they were leading this, the division. So, I don't know how that shit works, but... Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? But on the sports tip, that that's pretty much all I got right there as far as with the sports. But there's, uh, there is other topics. We got the vice presidential debate. I didn't get to speak on it. Oh, and it was a banger. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was quite entertaining. I I will say this. I thought the, the presidential debate and the vice presidential debate was both more entertaining than the finals. Hot take. You know, so... Need I digress? I don't want y'all to, to feel like I'm over here on some super political because I know I had a few political episodes drop during the quarantine and whatnot. They just had to be addressed. There was some things going on in the country that we know. It was, you know, it's an artist's duty to reflect the times. But with that being said, yeah, the president, vice presidential debate, I thought it was quite entertaining. I thought they both put on a great job of being elusive dodging and swerving and then at the same time i think they both were equally disrespectful to each other they both were kind of cutting in granted pence did it in a more classy and dignifying way i will say that but at the same time you know harris you know i don't really think she um if harris was the let's say this if harris was what they needed to bring everything together if you were on the fence for either one of them, if you didn't know where you were leaning or going or who you were messing with, if Harris was that one, she didn't do it. If her job was to close the undecided minds or all the swing voters and whatnot, actually, in my situation, she made it worse. 
especially, you know, with some of her, her policies and some of the things that she's denouncing. Like, I, I can tell you this right now. I personally don't mess with Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, my my apologies, um, Senator. But at, the reason I say this is because some of the things that she got, like, say, um, getting rid of no bail. Like, I understand um, no bail, how that works with certain people, especially if you're not a criminal. This doesn't really apply to you. But then again, the way I look at it with no bail, I think no bail, that's something like a federal, that the feds do. Like, honestly, at the state level, no bail, I think that's a bit much because... Just imagine getting arrested for a parking ticket and having wait because this is true. This is like they they judge you based off your record or they do a point system or it's some it's some shit like that that they use to assess how much likely of a threat or a flight risk you are to release you back out. But the point is is that when you look at it from that point of view, imagine you were a criminal who just got on the right track or trying to reform theirself or I don't know whatever the case may be, but. You you see that shit and then you come out and it's like you you got this no bail thing, you get bagged for a parking ticket, and now you sitting because you got a terrible record, but you only got bagged for a parking ticket. Or I look, I'm not a, po- a politician. I just know I hear no bail, I'm not with it. And then when you start breaking down the inner workings of it, I'm I'm good. But like I said, I'm not a politician, so I don't really know how that works works you know like ironing that thing out but i think that that's one thing that i personally don't i will i will not be getting giving a vote to kamala harris because that's one of her stances she supports and if they become president they plan on relinquishing bail across the i think the whole u.s so just imagine if you're in one of the hot spots new york new jersey um California, Illinois, because I believe they all have no bail. Imagine getting that shit enforced across the country. No bail, parking tickets, you know, all this shit. Get, that's the shit the feds do. They just grab you, hold you, and, you know, wait for you to either... You can't bail out, no bond. So it... Listen. Correct me in the comments, y'all. Correct me in the comments. Because, you know, if I need correction, please, because on shit like this, it just makes me feel like, bro... Um, then this is a perfect, honestly, it's a perfect segue for the Fabio foreign situation. So we just touched the sports. Uh, granted, vice presidential debate wasn't sports, but it was more entertaining than some of the sports that we had served up over the past two weeks. So take that as you feel, as you feel. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest, but that definitely does bring me into, say, some music news. So with that being said, Fabio Foreign got arrested over the weekend or got arrested in New Jersey. It depends when you're hearing this, but he just got arrested and um, on charges of assault. They said he's facing... Oh, I'm not sure what they say he's facing. But at the same time, Fabio Foreign got arrested in New Jersey and... New Jersey is one of those hot spots, New Jersey, New York, where bail is not a priority and they relinquish bail. So he is currently sitting. He currently got denied bond. So we don't know what the situation is behind him. And like I said, he got bagged for an assault. I don't know if it was a basic assault, verbal assault. I don't know what type of assault. Granted, he had to hit somebody as assault. I don't think they're arresting you for verbal assault. Let me get let me get for real. But they bagged him. Your favorite Crip Big Drip rapper 
he's he's currently in New Jersey in a county somewhere awaiting for them to figure out what his next situation and moves going to be and I think that is just crazy because he he could damn sure afford to come out I don't think he's the type of person that would jeopardize what he has as a career and throw it away for a basic assault. But we've seen rappers do worse, and we've seen it. You get what I'm saying? So let's not let's not jump the gun. But I'm just assuming after his close associate Pop, you know, passed away, being from Brooklyn and seeing Six Nine and what he did, not representing that for his brand and his associates, I don't think he would want to throw his career away in either direction for a simple assault. But then again. You're in New Jersey, no bail, so I'm gr- I hope it was worth it. That's all I could say. I hope that was definitely worth it, especially when you come to New Jersey. And let this be a note for whoever's out there reading this. If you come to New York, New Jersey doing dumb shit, we ain't got no bail. Just, just I just want to make sure I'm talking directly through the camera and to your soul. New Jersey ain't got no bail. So when you come out here doing the dumb shit, you feel me? The trapping, the 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 rapping, the the spitting, the skitting, all that dumb shit. Flipping bricks, playing with them toys, extortion. All it's cool. I'm not knocking nobody's hustle. Get your bread, fam. Niggas got to eat. That's number one. But numbers two, or you could say number zero above number one. Jersey ain't got no bail. Jersey, New York, California, Illinois. Um, you know. So just keep that in mind. Illinois, so when niggas is out there shoot, but see, that may not, I may be talking out my ass, because Chicago, Illinois, or granted, no, Chicago, I, I, granted, Chicago's in Illinois, but then at the same time, I'm just trying to really figure this out, because they, them niggas is out there wowing, 50, 60 people getting shot, dropping dead in a weekend, niggas got, but I've seen niggas in Chicago come out with rocket launchers, bazookas, uh, grenades, like, them niggas is not, not, you feel me, them niggas, they, they don't care, so, granted, you maybe do the dumb shit, just know that what's at risk, you might not be coming home ever again if they grab you, so you might have to turn into a motherfucking gingerbread man, but, yeah, um, Enough of that. Let's let's get to the next one. I think this is a great, great segue because, you know, I'd, I'd never spoke on it. The Joe Button situation, him and the Spotify beef and him with the what he was fighting for. And I honestly feel that what he is fighting for is well deserving and needs to be fought for, especially like he said, very early in the game, which it is now because there is no rules for podcasting. There is no rules for this. And when you think of podcasting, and I'm very and and Joe, you got a Joe and Joe Rogan. You know they're fighting, and Joe Rogan got the deal. But podcasting is such a two two part format that it's so early. I, Joe Buttons is absolutely right because in a podcasting format, there is the traditional audio form. That's how I was introduced to podcasts. The traditional audio form. But then there's the media form where you watch and you you engage with the visual, whether it's streaming live or rebroadcast, and you leave comments and you engage with the actual listeners and what they're doing in real time. So with that being said, and to see what Joe was fighting for, and and then and then weeks later, see Howard Stern in talks with Sirius. Um hold up. Howard Stern. I'm over here trying to really, really bring it full circle. Um, 
I got it right here. But Howard Stern basically is in the talks of getting, I believe it's $124 million or $120. I'll say it's $120 million a year. Let's just stay there because I don't have the facts all ro- rolled up in front of me. But Max, I mean, um, Howard Stern, he's basically on, on track to setting history for the same thing Joe Buttons was being, you know, almost laughed at and... Well, depends on the circles you're 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 coming from, but Joe Buttons wasn't really getting the reception that I thought he deserved for fighting for something like this. Ownership, honestly, for me, ownership is the name of the game. Ownership all the way, ownership all the way around. If you don't own it, you're working for the person. You feel me? And there's nothing wrong with a job, but there's nothing wrong with owning what you have. And and if you look at music, a lot of musicians even this year alone, are still fighting for their masters or still fighting for things that they deserve. Kanye for his masters, Emily Lee Chopper, I believe, for his masters. Um, who else? There's a few. Like, you get what I'm saying? I think Yo Gotti just bought his masters back this year. But, you know, you got to get what you own and you got to own it. And that's how you really keep it and monetize it and keep these things going for years and years. But to see Howard Stern weeks or, say, a month later... After this big Joe Button debacle, after Joe Rogan signed his deal, and these are both very important because Joe Button left Spotify because they didn't give him what he want based off the information, based off the contract he helped design for them, based off of podcasting being a new landscape that is has no rules currently at this point, like I said, and based off of that, he's leaving. Because he's not getting what he wants or the value he feels that he brings to the table based off the information they're refusing to give him. But in the inverse, Joe Rogan goes and signs a multi-year licensing deal with the same company, and he's having issues. I'm pretty sure you're seeing the, 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 the criticism behind the censorship, the removal of certain episodes on Spotify won't be there. And, you know, these are big things that are detrimental to his brand and his guests, because part of the Joe Rogan thing is some of the guests he brings on are just as big as the show itself. The Joe Rogan podcast, number one podcast, he's going to get the hits. People love it. He has fans. They're going to stream it and eat it up. But he brings on like a Alex Jones or a, a big name celebrity or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like these things are going to get views. Like outside of the show getting views by itself, these things are going to get even more views and exposure and bring it even more eyes to the brand. So, and then you see him sign a deal that we no one knows what it's worth though. The Joe Rogan deal, no one knows what it's worth, but I'm pretty sure it's a it's a small number. And I'm only saying a small number when you look at what Howard Stern is now setting up a hundred and twenty million per year. We know his number. So he he's going for 120, or at least they're talking, and they're in the talks of like at least 100 right now. He definitely wants that 120, but 120 million a year for Howard Stern. Is he worth it? I'm gonna be honest. Who cares if he's worth it? I could care less if he's worth it. He could probably be not worth it. It's the fact that knowing that this landscape and what the value is and what it could bring to a company and a brand and a platform is very important when you're looking at the grand landscape of it. Very important. 
Because regardless of how his stern is worth it or not, $120 million a year, what he could bring with his guests and his brand and the eyes on him to that platform of Sirius is way more valuable what they could do without him. So $120 million, I think it's damn sure worth it, especially when you're looking at the, 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 the non-tangibles that we can't see. Because based off what we could see, yeah, he, he, you could make an argument for him being worth it, and then you could make an argument for him not being worth it. But based off the, the non-tangibles that we don't see, there's a lot there. There's a lot there to unpack. There's a lot there to unpack. And who knows that what's, what Sirius is getting out of it? Because this is probably their second or third re-up on him. So you wouldn't be re-ing up if, it wasn't, if you wasn't making money off that pack. So let's move to the next one. Oh, boy. Tory motherfucking lanes. Tory, Tory, Tory. So he dropped that new song and video. I peeped it. I watched it. You know, thanks to YouTube just being great with their recommendations. But I watched it. Tory Lane shit. Put it out. Peeped it. I'm going to be honest, man. It, it, it was a dope video. I'm sorry. I know everybody's hating Tory right now. Cool. We could get back to trying to hate Tory. I was, wait, I'm going to be honest. I was never a Tory Lanez fan. Never a fan of Tory Lanez. Never a fan of his music. Never listened to a chick's tape. Never listened to an album. Nothing. You feel me? If he was on a feature, I'd probably bump the feature if it was something with an artist that I listened to. But to say, yo, I'm bumping, yo, you heard that new Tory? Nah, never in my life. Never. But this is not to say he's not a great artist, not a skilled, talented artist, and he's not deserving of what he gets as far as an artist in the in the realm of artistry. But I saw the shit. I liked it. I thought the visuals was great. Um, the content in the song was hilarious. Hilarious. Because he's basically getting at all the haters, getting at everybody. Uh, he definitely said fuck Mal from a uh, mall from the... Um, Joe Button show. I'm mad I said mom. I sound like the motherfucking niggas on the internet. I sound like academics. But <laughs> but the point is, um, I saw it. He was addressing a lot of it, a lot of stuff in the video. I think it's great. Not the not the the fact that he's addressing it, but this is what musicians should do. You should use your music as a platform to speak on current events and shit that's happening in your life. But bad because you should have gave a public platform a news presser conference of some sort to speak on some of the things because the way he was talking of it or in the context of with the song excuse me some could easily make the argument that he's over here brushing his shoulders off not guilty you know fuck the y'all don't know what y'all talking about y'all don't got the fact like he could it's from the way it sounds he's like this nigga was up there millie rocking and diddy bopping like he just won the case so I'm gonna keep it a hundred. It it it's a weird it's a weird thing to really look at, and I'm just saying it because it's like when I looked at the video, because the next thing comes out is Tory Lanez get arrested, facing up to 23 years for the shooting or in connections to the shooting of Megan The Stallion. This is some hilarious shit. You can't make this shit up. So I don't know the timing behind it, but I saw the video, then I heard the news, and if that's how it happened in real time. Oh, you cannot tell me this is not hilarious. Is the karma is a motherfucker. Granted, I don't know if he did it or not. 
the more I listen to, the more I tune into this, is the more I'm hearing from him. And what I'm hearing is that this bitch don't know what she's doing. Her stylist came out, said this bitch don't know what she's talking about. You know, there's a lot of information that's coming out and leaking through the cracks um, from her side and his side. And the point is, is that it don't look good for Tori, especially if you're facing 23 years of felony, you're from Canada, possible deportation. But then at the same time, we don't know what's the truth. Because, say, in actuality, the hairstylist is correct. Say, Tori, what he said, how do you know who shot you from behind? Or, I don't know, who's the eyewitnesses? Honestly, this is something you got to take and play out in the law court. This is some law and order shit. Don't be surprised in, like, six months you don't see an episode of SVU and this shit is on fucking TV. Because you know how SVU do. They keep it real relevant with theirs. So, yeah, they might be on there soon, but, um, let's move on. Um... Pretty Ricky member Baby Blue is on indicted on indicted for stealing 24 million of COVID release funds. I read in the article that they said he's possibly facing life, but I read this article months ago. This is old. This article is old. It's just that when I read it, it was labeled because this it just recently resurfaced or is making its rounds again, but now it's making its rounds labeled as. Pretty Ricky member, um, yeah, Pretty Ricky member Baby Blue indicted on COVID relief fund scam. But when I read this, say, two, three months ago, it was loving hip-hop staffer accused of, you get what I'm saying? It was a very broad article. Broad in meaning, who was he? Loving hip-hop staff. It could have been someone currently on the show, uh, not on the show, or probably going to be on a future season of the show. So, you know, there was a lot of moving parts in there to really, like, sit down and sink your teeth into. But then when you come out and look at it like, damn, nigga from Pretty Ricky on Loving Hip Hop and scamming people out of COVID money, all I'm saying is, like, yo, young artists out there, get your shit together. Own your masters and get your shit together. Because no cap, this could be you. And in no way is that a shadow or this, but in every way, this is a proof that whatever happened in his career, it did not turn out the way he wanted it to. Because if you need to go scamming for $24 million or scamming, period, or doing anything on the level of that or magnitude, that it's... Something had to go wrong. The tour money either slowed up, the streaming money slowed up, the pub check slowed up, the merch slowed up, the show money, I don't know, the TV money, I mean, either slowed. Something happened. Because for you to go and hit these type of licks, or, or wait, I'm going to keep it 100. This is, wait, wait, let me take this back. Maybe nothing happened at all. Maybe this nigga is just chilling. He's just good. Maybe he was just one of them niggas who was just opportunistic and just saw an opening. You know what I mean? Marshall Falk is. Saw the whole bang. Let me get through that. It could have been. We don't know. But from what I do know, young artists, take this as a blueprint. A blueprint to why you do not want to be out there getting caught lacking doing this type of foolishness. But need I digress? Daily Heat Check Smokecast. 
do remember, guys. And if you've been listening or you're still listening right now, please go hit the link in the description and in the comments and go support me by listening to some of my music. That's, yeah, that's the only ads I put in here. Let's go listen to some of my music down below. That's an ad I put, so check it out, go listen, or and go click that DistroKid link too if you make music, because that'll save you some money and helping you release your music to the world, and you can go tell people like I am in your podcast to go listen to your music with the benefit of them helping you distribute it to the people of the world. So go check that out. I appreciate y'all. But let's keep it moving. Um, I got a few things here, man. I got a few top. Oh my god, yes. I got a few. I got some shit for y'all niggas tonight. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I got some shit for y'all niggas tonight. Got some shit for y'all. So let me make sure I'm not peeking because I'm just going out of control. I'm damn near kissing the mic. Yeah, I'm giving y'all them good vocals, man. Them good vocals. I got some shit for y'all. Word. First off, man, let's take a moment of silence. Rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. Van, Eddie Van Halen passes away at the age of 65. I believed to. Hold, let me just make sure. I don't like guessing with this stuff. Yeah, he passed away to throat cancer. Eddie Van Halen. Moment of silence to him. Legends, legend, legend. Fun fact that my boy Rizzo told me, Eddie Van Halen played the guitar on Michael Jackson's Beat It. So if you didn't know, now you do know, because I didn't know, and I thought that was a very good and interesting fact. But um, I got one more thing here in the news, just to get off, bring it up a little bit. Kanye West releases his first 2020 ad campaign for his presidency. And nigga. Nigga, nigga, nigga. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kanye West, I fucks with you. But I ain't watched this shit because I'm going to keep it 100. I ain't think this shit was real. I'm looking it up right now just to make sure. Let me see. How how long is this? It's an ad campaign. America. Oh, boy. What is America's destiny? What is best for our nation, our people? What is just, true justice? We have to think about all these things together as a people. I tell you this. To contemplate our future. The, 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 the cinematography on this shit was amazing. We as a people will revive our nation's commitment to faith, to what our constitution calls the free exercise of religion, including, of course, prayer. Through prayer, okay. faith can be restored. We as a people are called to a greater purpose than ourselves. We are not only a beacon to the world, but we should be servants to each other, to encourage each other. 
to help each other, to lift up each other, okay. our fellow Americans, that we may all prosper together. We have to act on faith with the sure knowledge that we are pursuing the right goals and doing. I'm good. I heard enough. I heard enough. Depending on how the YouTube algorithms work, I might not even let all that shit rock because I think I heard too much, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah. That's some, um, I'm good, Kanye. I'm not saying that you as a president is not a reality that you, that you can't, that can't possibly happen. And I say that because if Trump was president, shit, who says Kanye can't be president? But at the same time, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good right right now. I'm good. The things that you're focusing on is great. But the one thing that I will tell you where it makes this thing go wrong is the religion. And it's not that I'm anything against religion or Christianity or anyone's religious beliefs is that you don't mix religion and law. You don't mix religion and state. That has been since the earliest times. And it's like that for a reason. So I hear you doing a lot of things on focuses on religious liberties. I'm going to be honest with you. And anyone listening, please let me know in the comments below. But I think everyone has been pretty free to do what they want with their re religious beliefs in this country. As, as long as you don't believe in ISIS, I think you're free to work. Wait, ISIS and um, Hitler? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just being honest and not funny. I think you're pretty much, you know, free to go and worship and do whatever you want openly in this country. And even ISIS and Hitler is still probably being worshipped somewhere secretly with their own community in this country. So believe me, with being very, I think America is a little bit too liberal, if you ask me, with their religious um, focus. So we need more liberal views on religion? I don't think so. But Kanye, do do what you got to do, yay. Do what you got to do, yay. So I'm trying to make the smoke cast a little bit shorter. Not me talking for hour, hour and a half, boring y'all to death. Unless you like him, you talk, and it's not boring. And I appreciate y'all for that. But um, let's get into the wild out stories of the week. Like I said, we going back to the original format, man. I enjoyed the original format of the smoke cast. Honestly, we did the sports, hip hop, news, so. Roll up a hole up ain't gonna really work without a full crew, but we make this shit do what it do. So, this some wild shit. This some wild shit. So, an 11 year old Baton Rouge boy steals a school bus for 45 minutes, evading the police, and then crashes the car into a tree. Fam. 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 This 11-year-old boy was turned the fuck up in the middle of the coronavirus to the point that he steals a school bus. Fam, the fact that you... 
Like, they said on Worldstar, bro. This nigga must have been watching and playing too much GTA. Too much. Just too much. Entirely too much. Or doing something. I don't know. Where you, I don't know. What neighborhood do you... Where, who is he hanging around? That you're stealing school bus... Let alone that you, you know how to drive a school bus. <laughs> for 45 minutes. Because, bro, he didn't just take it and crap. He had it for 45 minutes. So where are you that you know how to drive a fucking school bus? At 11 years old, and then steal it and go for it, bro. Uh, we gotta pull this shit up. I gotta pull this shit up. This is some shit where you gotta pull the motherfucking video up. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I gotta. This shit is still fresh. This is on TMZ now. Yeah, this nigga steals a school bus. Goes for a motherfucking joyride. Oh my god. Yeah, I gotta pull this shit up. You can't make shit like this up. Oh, this is the aftermath. This shit look crazy. Look at this bus. It's look crazy. This nigga's wow. Yeah, here you go. It's on TMZ. That nigga was speeding in the school bus. God damn. This nigga had damn near the whole police force on his heels. I just post a picture of the aftermath. But yeah, that's what's happening out here. Coronavirus. That's what's happening out here in the coronavirus. They got these young boys out here. You got these young boys out here stealing school buses, taking them on joy rides for 45 minutes, emptying out at least half the police force. I'm sorry, bro. This, this is too much. And this weed is busting my ass right now, too. I'm not even going to hold you, bro. I feel like my brain's in a chokehold. Like, like something got me slowed up. Slowed up, pulled up. I don't know what the fuck. But, yeah. That shit is crazy. I'm just trying to think, man, like, what part of fucking Baton Rouge, Louisiana, was he from that you out here, who are you hanging with, that they're, they're teaching you how to drive and steal at 11? It's a lot of factors right now, man. There's a lot. I'm not even lying. There's really a lot. There's a lot to really unpack right here with this. I think this is crazy. This shit is crazy, bro. This nigga's 11 years old, steals a school bus, goes for a 45-minute drive. This is literally some Grand Theft Auto shit. This is like as much as I try not to use these references, you cannot think of Grand Theft Auto when you hear this shit. 
You steal a fucking school bus, you go joyriding for 45 minutes, you crash it into a fucking tree, and you have half the police force. This is literally straight out of Grand Theft Auto. And me, me being the ignorant fool that I am, the thing that I'm most concerned with is where did he learn how to drive a fucking bus? Well, I guess he wasn't air breaking it. I guess he was just pedal to the metal. You feel me? Because crashed the shit. So clearly he wasn't fucking whipping the whip. But I tell you this. Thank God nobody got hurt, killed, or injured. I know one of those mean the same. But at the same time, when you're just flowing, you got to let that shit go. Because, bro, that could have went horribly wrong. If you're really thinking about it. Granted, that 11-year-old just has like a eluding the police, stealing Grand Theft Auto, um, you know, property damage. And, you know, he probably got a couple of charges he's going to have to wear. I, I hope they don't try to try him as an adult. But, you know, this is a very interesting situation. But Lord willing, you know, he'll get probation or some juvenile time and he'll be back out soon because... This could have easily ended with like a multiple vehicular homicide with an 11-year-old behind a school bus. So let me take all the jokes out and just remind us that these things don't end well always. This is just one of the exceptions and not the rule. But I've got one more. This is an interesting one. I got this dude, white dude, Dresses as blackface. Dude, dresses in black. Oh, hold on. I got to pull this up. Man, where? Yeah, this is crazy. So this dude basically wears blackface. Andrew Beard, 33 years old, is charged with murder in the shooting and stabbing death of 24-year-old Alyssa Burkett in Carlton, Texas on October 2nd. They said this man went and wore blackface when he pulled up to her job. Yeah, shooting her away, shooting her in the head and stabbing her multiple times outside of her work. This shit was personal. But you see the... Wait, and this is crazy. This is crazy. Because with all the shit going on in the world today, especially in this year, 2020, Black Lives Matter, all that stuff happening in the news, this guy thought it was a great idea to dress in blackface, to go murder. And you hear how gruesome this was. He shot her in the head, then stabbed her multiple times. Wait, wait. Stab, yeah. This is the mother of his baby. I don't know if she was the child was present. I doubt it. But just knowing that he would go to this extent to kill the mother of his child because they were in the midst of a dispute and use the black face or just to bring more shame to the black community. Like, that's all I see and view it as. Granted, you don't want to get caught because you know you're about to do something horrible. So what do you do? You try to dress up and try to blame it or try to mislead them to think it's someone else 
when it's not. And this is how innocent black people, black men of color, get arrested for murders and things. Like, I'm not sure if this is how it was always back in the day, but I'm pretty sure there was a time where technology wasn't where it was, and people was probably doing things like this, and people were probably getting arrested for these things in connection to these things because they didn't have the evidence to either to decipher it or to find out and do better more or better police work. But you get, I, I, it's, it's just so much shit you got to really like hammer into with this. But when you really look at it from a ground level, this is like if these police weren't on their bike and did their due diligence, some innocent black man probably was being under questioning and under arrest. You know, you just fucked up his whole afternoon, his whole week put him in a fucking gruesome murder scene as a main suspect because this guy wanted to dress in blackface to go kill his fucking baby mother, shoot her in the head, and stab her multiple times. This guy is sick, man. Bro, you, you, and these are the people we got out here, man. These are your, these are your motherfucking... And these are the... Wait, not only are the, these are the people we got out here, these are the fucking people that's out here fucking your daughter. Let that sink in. These are the same motherfuckers that's out here fucking your daughters. These pieces of shit. Niggas like him. Niggas like Andrew Beard. Niggas like Chris Watts. Niggas like Scott Peterson. Yep, they're out there. They are out there. You know, it has nothing to do with them all being white, but at the same time, these are the type of dudes you don't want to be fucking your daughters. And women, these are the type of dudes you don't want to be fucking. Period. So, with this being said, I appreciate you taking your time out, rocking with me, either watching the whole the whole pod or taking bits and pieces through the clips. But thank you, man. Please subscribe. Come back for another one. I'll let you know what we're smoking on next week. And we keep this shit going. The Daily Heat Check Smokecast. I'm your host, Piff Beats. And... You know, don't forget, hit the links in the description, support, listen to some music, release some music, and I'll see you on the next go-run. Yeah.